Today in Business from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy to use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60 day trial at shipstation.com slash tech news. That's shipstation.com slash tech news. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus, save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Welcome to the Spoken Edition of Wired. Fighting a wildfire in Texas, building a network to connect 40 million people to the internet, cutting pollution with chainsaws. Hear Chubb customers tell their stories at chubb.comslash podcast. And stay tuned after the show to hear how a sinkhole swallowed eight priceless sports cars. Stop the chit chat. Bots don't need to sound like us. By Clive Thompson. Bert Brotigam is sick of having conversations with his devices. Like many of us, Brotigam, who works for the design firm Zeba, uses voice assistants like Google's phone AI or Amazon's Alexa. The theory is that voice commands make life more convenient. But these assistants are scripted to emulate everyday conversation. And everyday conversation is filled with little pauses and filler works like the fatic spackle of social interactions. That's why Alexa says things like, Sorry, I'm not sure about that. Or Siri says, OK, a y here's what I found, when it delivers search results. It's how humans talk. But when a bot does it, the chit chat clogs up the flow of command and action, and it's gradually driving Brotigam nuts. Not just the bot's ticks, but the ratiocinations he has to go through to make them do, well, anything. If I want to turn on the flashlight on my phone, he says, I say, turn on the flashlight. It's four words. But all I should need is one word, right? Flashlight. For years, sci fi promised that one day we'd interact with machines as if they were people. But what if conversation turns out to be a lousy idea? We've been down this road before. It's the problem of so called skeuomorphic design. In the early days of a new technology, designers mimic the look and feel of older media. Apple's first iPad calendar app resembled a paper day planner, including pages that you'd rip away as time passed. 
Sometimes designers use skewermorphs because they're imprisoned by the past, unable to imagine the demands of the new. Early cars even had buggy whip holsters. And sometimes they do it on purpose to ease future shock. Either way, skewermorphs slow things down by adding functionally useless interactions. It's only when designers finally abandon them that they're free to create zippier interfaces. And conversational AI is suffering through these precise growing pains. Our bots talk like 19th century butlers, clotting their replies with ponderous conversational phillips. When I ask Alexa, what's the weather? I get a needlessly verbose answer. Today, you can look for... I mean, it's not a big deal the first time, but after months of this, I get impatient. I'm looking for some quick statistics. Alexa is auditioning for a role in an Oscar Wilde play. The designers of these garrulous interactions say we need bots to act like humans. Most people feel uncomfortable talking to a machine, says David Contreras, an Alexa designer. Adding these chat patterns or some kind of personality helps overcome this feeling. Sensely, a firm that makes a virtual nurse app, has found that many patients appreciate it when a bot does things like let out a cheer when a blood pressure reading is low. They develop a relationship, says Kathy Pearl, Sensely's VP of user experience. Well, I predict that many people will eventually want to move beyond all that. They'll crave a more fluid, allegro pace of voice interaction the same way power users of desktop software eventually adopt keyboard commands. The question is how non-conversational bots ought to behave. A post-skeuomorphic world ought to allow more creativity and weirdness. Some of the cutesier servant bots already mainly coo and purr. As a remedy to his own annoyance, Brautigam has suggested that bots abandon words entirely and speak in musical tones, or FX sounds like R2-D2. He's silent on whether we'd do the same. That kind of post-human design could unlock weirder and wilder AI. The artist and author Joanne McNeil points out that non-verbal bots could also kill the icky convention of perky, subservient, feminine-voiced interfaces. We're bothered by AIs that try to sound human. So let's see how we like it when they try to sound like robots. This podcast was made possible by Chubb. Hear how a sinkhole opened up under the National Corvette Museum right now. Betty called me at six in the morning. She thought it was a fire. It was worse. A sinkhole opened up under our museum. Eight priceless Corvettes had plunged into it. Chubb was there within hours. They helped make sure it was safe. We had everyone we needed to get our museum back up and running. And we opened the next day. Hear more stories at chubb.com slash podcast. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.